I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Clicking Balls podcast, looking at wrapping up AFL finals the first week. Uh, my name is Heath, and every week the first question we ask is, what was your highlight of the weekend past? So Joshua, you got a highlight from the weekend. Well, for me it was how respectful the Adelaide crowd was letting um, the four North legends uh, finish their career over in Adelaide. Oh, maybe not finish their career. We shouldn't retire them too soon. But More than likely, it. let's say. Let's. Well, I can't imagine anyone picking up Ferrito. Uh, Petrie, not on current form. He's not going anywhere. Del Santo might have a bit of a look in somewhere. And maybe Boone gets thrown a lifeline. I don't know. But um, either way, acknowledging them in the way they did, I thought it was very respectful. There was a couple of guys singing na 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 na. But uh, they were largely drowned out by people appreciating that they were seeing, um, well, essentially the game's record holder and three mates. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still somebody that's the game's record holder. Yeah, I mean, they still might be looking to recruit a couple of them next year. So. <laughs> you, you never know. Um, and you never know when they might end up coaching positions around the around the stuff. That's true. And I mean, if you have a short of dollar need to redo your books something, you get Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you might go into a financial career as well. Uh, so, Brenton, your highlight from the weekend. Well, I mean, it was a big weekend. There were plenty of highlights. There was plenty of sport. Um, but to be honest, one of the things I look forward to pretty much for the whole AFL season is um, watching other teams lose in the first round of finals. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it happens every year too. So yep. I'm never disappointed because it's us as well. <laughs> so, so, so seeing them, uh, other teams lose, it was pretty special. But um, my teams are in there, so it's always easy being a bit more uh, cold and ruthless on these matters. So do you have a favourite out of the eliminated slides then? is it? Do you like the the graceful exit of North Melbourne that we're happy to get there and then say goodbye to the champions? Or was it the rampant booing of the home West Coast crowd? Well, <laughs> what it was is I remember the year before last when Richmond went on this magical journey into the finals in the back of nine straight or something and everything changed around. It, it was, was 10. It was good to see someone else put some form together in the finals and fuck it up. <laughs> so West Coast. The best form out of any side going into yeah, the finals. they had me convinced too, just like Richmond every year. I th- yeah, well, I mean, we'll go straight into that game. Um, it did look like they had their eye on next week. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they thought we had all three of us tipped West Coast. Oh, everybody did. Anybody yeah. that tipped Western Bulldogs was on a hope and a prayer. I think they were at five yeah. to one. For a two-horse race, it's not a bad effort. Yeah, really, yeah. And that was just the way they played leading into the finals. You thought that uh, it was a tough matchup for the Bulldogs because um, usually uh, the way they were playing was a style that is makes the Bulldogs acceptable where you've got a few big people that can um, sort of stop the Bulldogs having that running game. Well, they're contested marking. Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. Um, especially against Hawthorne. They yeah. dominated that. Yeah, well, Gas being one that's been responsible for a lot of that as well. And um, Maston um, with Brass stepping up for, for that. Return bad, to form as well. It was a bad weekend for Maston, wasn't it? 
First off, uh, you know, lost on the Thursday night and then comes out and fights Mickey Gall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it throws the worst Femaster. punch I've ever seen. Femaster, yeah. That's what I mean. That, that couldn't surely qualify as a punch. I'll uh, see him punk for those that we don't know uh, yeah. what we're talking about. But yeah, if you see the gif of... He was the, embarrassed. The, 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 are we calling it a punch? Or the punch a, that wasn't... A push. It was more like a was... shuriken. Yeah, it was almost like a, I'm going to punch. Oh, what am I doing now? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Um, but, but I like it was labelled the punch that could have been. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was almost perfect. Do you reckon Edmund uh, was looking there going, yeah, not bad form? Well, see, that was that was the other sort of one in the hat for my highlight of the round was <laughs> everyone would like to throw a kick at Edmund Tavidin, surely. So, <laughs> Fabricio Verdum got yeah, to Yeah, his, his popularity went up 100% and also Ohio State Athletic Commission went, nah, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, back to the footy. Uh, the Bulldogs just playing on pure heart. Yeah. And yeah. hunting the pack. Some of the tackling was just amazing for them. Well, that was the big difference, was the pressure around the ball. And, for instance, Prittis had, I can't think it was like nearly just under 30 possessions or something, had 20 handballs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're losing contested possessions, it shows that you got that much pressure when you're around the ball that they couldn't remain as calm as they usually are and as, as slick. Which the Bulldogs coming into sort of their their form where they had lots of injuries, they were known as, as playing that way, but it was always in doubt because they never had a full strength, yep. strength field on the team on the field. Full team on the field. Yeah, little, yeah. little Caleb Daniels took the insult of, of the Nab Rising Star, didn't he? Yep, mm. I reckon. Uh, and well, especially in the Nab Rising Star with Callum Mills, I thought that he definitely had the talent to get there, but just not enough games. So if someone like Wells, who's the underdog, it's almost like Jason Kidd versus Grant Hill for the um, Rookie of the Year. Remember where? Geez, we're throwing that one back. Yeah, well, it's just country right now. So <laughs> what was that? Ninety six. Right about then. Remember Grant Hill was the Duke boy. Yeah. Lots of money. I'm not saying that that's what Callum Mills is, but Jason Kidd was the hardworking guy that just yep. made sure everyone knew who he was, and he's the one that deserved it. So they went joint. Yep. Had the better career. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, back to the football again. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb Daniel, yeah, he, he dominated and got on the scoreboard as well. Yeah. But um, him as well, his tackling. Um, and that's yeah. what stood out to me most of it was how, just how ferocious they were on it um, and bouncing from one tackle to the next. Well, he only had four tackles, but geez, they're all top quality tackles. Well, that, that's a good yeah. return. For, for a guy his size to not get your tackle broken, which you yeah. know sounds painful, but uh, <laughs> to have so much of the ball himself and still lay four tackles, thirty-three touches, a goal, and obvious touches like little guys. You often expect the quick one-on-one uh, handball. Sixteen kicks, uh, seven, six, seventeen kicks, sixteen hands. So he split it pretty even. Yeah, I'd love to see his meters gained, but I uh, haven't seen Champion Data publish that stat. No, they don't. You got to pay for that one. Yeah, well, he's got I'm such a good. He's so agile, got such good yeah. ability to parry that he actually can get his own balls in around the packs. So it makes a big difference. Absolutely. Though you're not sort of waiting for crumbs, you can actually go in there and 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 scoop it up. Um, the bond was a little bit quiet, but when needed, stood up. Well, that's one thing that amazed me at the block. He was tagged out of the match, like in the first half, I'd say. He was had his colours truly lowered, and then he's gone. Hutchings, I think. Yeah, I think so. And he's just gone. You know this midfield thing not working out for me today. I'm going set half forward, and it's fucking bang. Well, well literally lowered his colours because he came out with blue boots in the first half and then <laughs> second half he came back out in pink boots. Yeah, I guess he Red switched um, to the to the screw-ins or... Yeah, it could be one of those mental things where sometimes it's not happening and a change does that sort of uh, mental trick where something's different and you reset. Yeah, could be um, too. I know lots of racing drivers will change their helmets if they're having a bad session or something. It's not that it's going to make a difference. It's just that mental change. Or, or if the team think that they're having a bit of a problem mentally, they'll yep. tell them there's something wrong with their chassis. They found a hairline fracture and they changed it. <laughs> really, they don't fuck all. It could, it could be it, yeah. So, yeah, I'll go with that one. Um, Rally cap. Yeah. I found it interesting. Lin Jong did his collarbone in, was it the second quarter? Or I think it there? was. Something about then. He's crying. Looked devastated, the poor bloke, especially when he might be out of there 
Did, did you see him crying? Yeah. Really? Did you see that? Because yeah. they showed it <laughs> yeah. 800 fucking times. Exactly. And then and your updates pretty much every five minutes of here he's just getting to the hospital. Uh, he's, he's got a smile back on his face now. Um, but I, I thought it was really interesting that the Bulldogs came out and said that Lin Jong's season is not officially over despite a broken collarbone. Yeah, he can still run. Okay. Well, well, it's because there's a great chance that there could be other players that get more injured than him. That he might still have to strap up and go one-armed. It Jesus might be just Christ. the last man standing, you reckon? Yeah. yeah. It could be close to it. Well, or, it's, it's completely possible. So, Or they're going to trade him so they think, fuck it, we'll get a few more miles out of him. <laughs> because there was some damaged goods. Well, you know, the, uh, was it Chick who got the finger amputated? Yes, it was. Daniel Chick can amputated. Can you get your collarbone amputated? You can, yeah. Uh, I believe it's called going one-armed. <laughs> well, if he's committed, well, you know, he's, he's up for contract, maybe that's what it'll take. Just fuse it to the neck and the shoulder joint. <laughs> the funny so, thing is, he actually got um, more touches than Morris. And he was only there for half a game. Yeah, well. And and uh, Brown. Who's Morris? <laughs> yeah, Morris, I thought, had a good game across the back um, for, for the Bulldogs. Um, I, I thought he was quite handy. A lot of uh, intercept marks. Um, it was interesting, I think, with West Coast. Now, when Nick Nat went down, they looked like, okay, that's them done. But yep. then they came out and get, give Adelaide a touch-up. Yeah. Um, off the back of some good work from Lysette, but more from Giles. Yeah, yeah. So this one, uh, Western Bulldogs go in without a recognised Ruckman. Yeah. And they ended up, I think Lysette really did his knee again. He's gone in for surgery. Yep. They ended up throwing uh, McGovern into the Ruck as well. Yeah, yep. So they almost went with the mobile part-time Ruckman versus the yeah. mobile part-time Ruckman. <laughs> Pretty much. Like Ruffhead. It was always going to be a, a shootout between who can get the ball first yeah. because, I mean, with that Ruffhead in there, it's hard for him to have a huge influence. Usually he's sort of a make-do. But um, without Nick Nat, it's just a different West Coast team. But they managed to pull is. it together against big teams, like well, they, top, top teams. Exactly. Too. I mean, they beat um, the Crows, like we said. Yeah. Um, but they've got to, next year, they've got no Nick Nat. So they've got to figure yeah. it out. Um, and maybe the off-season um, lets them to... You know, go chase somebody or, or whatever. Yeah, well, the problem is they're not going to be alone in that hunt and no. trying to get the cap room or the, the willingness for someone to get out there might be tough. Especially when they've already, you know, eyed off a few candidates to come over like uh, Ballantyne, <laughs> yeah. um, I think. So. Yep. Well, that'll fill the ruck stocks yeah, nicely. There's your ruck stocks, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Josh Hill can stand on Ballantyne's shoulders to see how they go. <laughs> yeah. um, a lot was was made in the coverage, too, of Jack Darling um, pulling out of a contest or two. Uh, it's fair to say he had a shocker. Yep. Um, and that drop mark on the wing that turned yeah. into a, a... I think it turned into a goal yep. almost straight away. Did the same thing just about in the grand final last year, too. Oh, when, yeah. When you start to get a reputation for falling away in the big games yep. can really follow you. But if you're a defender playing on him, you're just licking your lips. You're like, I, yeah. I'm pressuring him early. God, I hope you don't drop him like last time. Yep. <laughs> oh, I remember that. <laughs> You've got you, my iPad. Have a look. Chris, <laughs> Chris gave it to me. You can only play good in the finals. That's like maybe one or two games a year and you'll yep. still get a contract somewhere. Yep. It's like a cricketer playing well in the ashes. Yeah, you do well, that. You've got a contract extension. Right, that one. Or you can be Shane Watson, and I don't know how you get in there. <laughs> Have incriminating photos. <laughs> yeah, they said that I've warned you. Hey, I've already leased them, mate. Tell me your website. And West Coast getting knocked out, then waste no time. They sacked six blokes before Mad Monday. Did they really? Yeah, they, we'll cut them. I mean, they'll... That's, a, that's a bit rough, surely. You turn on a Mad Monday, and <laughs> yeah, well, you're not part of the team anymore. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Oh, you've came as a player. <laughs> good costume. That's good pretending. Well, I mean, they obviously they were knocked out on Thursday, so they didn't uh, wait until. I don't. They right. probably had their Mad Monday on Friday, but Let's be honest, regardless, yeah, they would have made sure Monday was mad by that point. Yeah, especially uh, yeah. And the uh, the booing was. Uh, I actually thought it was magnificent. 
Yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it was magnificent. They stayed at the end. Well, most of it. <laughs> <laughs> but they got a new stadium. Is it next year supposed to be completed? I or? think end of next year. They'll play finals there next year. Could be like Wembley or something take 100 years. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Thing is, I can imagine guys like Libertore, Bond, even Wallace, um, just loving getting that treatment. Don't think Wallace was playing. Well, no, but he would have been there. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I didn't see him. He might not be okay to fly yet, even. I don't know. It's been a little while. He would, like, if he it's probably at was all there. possible, he'd be there. Like, I, I know Bob Murphy be in was there. Yep. Yeah. Um, getting booed, not affect him at all. Nah. Yeah. Also, Tom Boyd did some things. Did some things, yeah. <laughs> did some things. Um, it's almost, remember earlier in the year, Charlie Dixon wasn't taking marks, but they said he was creating contests and bringing it to ground. Yep. Tom Boyd had a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, he, he was approaching being a, a tall footballer. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like a step in the right direction. Not yeah. quite there yet. And I mean, well, it could have helped that West Coast just try to give it to him most of the time. <laughs> their, their plan of let them kick yeah. out the boy. <laughs> He'll drop it. We'll, all our midfielders will run amok. He, I still think Boyd was a handier player than Stringer. Well, Stringer, yeah. yeah, he definitely went into business for himself uh, at stages. But uh, having said that, like that is kind of his style. That's what's worked for him. Yeah, he's ten, one that just finishes off. Ten touches for 1-1, one, one, whereas Boyd was 14 for zero two. So Boyd hasn't worried the scorer as much, but uh, got a little bit more of the pill. Yeah, he had a more downfield, especially on the wings yeah. where West Coast kicking out. But the one I like is five tackles from Boyd. That's a pretty good return on that bloke. Yeah, it's good stuff for, for the big fella. Yep. Um, but with Stringer, I did see one of the assistant coaches said um, work rate was what he was dropped for because right. um, that um, was a, a problem for him. Yep. And they were happy with his work rate on the night. So right. even though a little bit of polish was needed, um, yep. and he's probably not that far off it. I mean, a couple of times, just one more step and he's got a goal type yep. of stuff. Yeah. It's one thing that I find so fucking frustrating is players that have talent, but they don't work hard. Especially uh, forward players. Oh, it's terrible. You look at um, you know any era, yeah. there's players who are talented and work hard and they become legends. Like uh, yeah. Dunster was famous for it. His second efforts were brilliant, even though he wasn't the quickest bloke. You yep. try and get the first 10 metres away and he'll, pro- he'll do everything to chase you down. He was pretty quick. And mind you, I think he had the bench press record at the club for about 15 <laughs> years. He wasn't shy in putting the old elbow to the defender's head. Uh, mind you, he received it as I well, so he, fair enough. If he gave one, he got three back. <laughs> And it, it looks like Plugger Lockett. Uh, if he put the ball to the ground, you were very careful where you were picking it up because uh, he would knock you ass over. I don't know if hard work was really Plugger's mantra. It was I just steamrolling. Yeah, he, was, he was a schnitzel before the game type of bloke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but his second efforts were brilliant. You know what I mean? Um, I, yeah. Whether you if were you on his team or goal? not. I, t- yeah. I, I think this is a great um, exercise in... Uh, how players get better as, <laughs> yeah. as they get retired. So I don't think he had a second effort in his life. <laughs> I can remember him going. His quite first heavy effort at it. was trying to mark the ball. His second effort was to elbow Catch someone. <laughs> in fairness, some of his second effort tackles were on his own team, but they shouldn't have been in the way. I think tackles with the elbow aren't really that t- tackles. That was Plugger's second effort. No, actually, well, his second effort was really taking the mark. His first effort was the punch in the guts he gave to the fullback yeah. yep. before he led. <laughs> But um, how dare you besmirch such a legend of the game? Yeah, I think it's all. F- I'm not wrong though. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's all fair. Yeah, it's, it's just what, what what the day was. He'll call up in a second go. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, so West Coast, I don't know if they really throw the baby out of the bathwater. Um, one of the great cliches. Yeah, I, I think they'll still be there or thereabouts next year. They just got to uh, reassess some players' roles. Yeah, if that yeah. Makes sense. I think they've got. <clears throat> pieces there that they maybe can explore uh, multi-positions for players like 
I think Brass has been a standout. Be interesting to see how he can go across the half forward line as well. Brass was great. I think he was one of their best uh, pickups for the year. And yep. obviously McGovern getting all Australian. Yeah, McGovern McGovern's a champion as well. But yeah, you've still got the pieces there. It's just a matter of figuring out how it works against different game game stra- game strategies. Yep. But um, they've always had their problems with um, well, usually the big teams like Hawthorne and that. But the fast running teams generally they were good at. So yeah. it's like almost like they've figured out how to beat the the strong teams, the ones that slow it down, like Hawthorne. Now they, the, the, the other, other ones, ones on. caught them up. Yeah, and they did. They caught them by surprise. Yeah, I can imagine Ballantyne being handy there too. Well, well it yeah, anywhere. pretty strong rumours. Yep. Um, so on to the next game, which was the blockbuster Geelong versus Hawthorne on Friday night. Lived up to the hype. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Um, it was a bit of an arm wrestle early on, but uh, then it became an actual wrestle. Yep. Um, which is uh, <laughs> you ha- you always to good to see. Uh, if you turned up and everyone was just kind of nonchalant about it and there was no body contact, you'd be you'd want your money back. It's not right, is it? Especially no. your Hawks first Geelong. There's always going to be something going on in there. There's got to be something going on. Isn't and there? I, I did love the fact that the first claret, uh, first blood, literally went to Geelong. They managed to cut up Luke Hodges' forehead, which is normally Selwood's trick. Yeah, it was a nice little head collision, that one. Wasn't and, it? Yeah. And then there was another one later on, which is two Geelong players with um, yeah. friendly fire with yep. the head collision. But so would manage to bleed a little bit. Of course so, you know, always right with the He takes a straight razor out with him and just cuts up. <laughs> Rick Flair style. And on the niggle stuff, um, something I noticed, like Joel Selwood, um, he, he's great at getting the niggle. Yeah. Um, there was that, uh, the 50 metres he got off Hodge. I saw that. For starters, he gave, give Hodge a little one. Yeah. And he knew he's going to follow me. Yeah. Uh, Hodge obviously went after him. Yeah. And then Selwood stopped, giving the little back elbow. And that's when Hodge, what? dragged him to the ground and gave away the free kick. And I'm like, yep. you're an idiot. That's exactly what he wanted to do. Yeah. And then got the 50 to go with it. Yep. Um, anyway, I think it was at half time or quarter time where Hodge gave him the punch that was deemed insufficient force, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other thing that you totally not surprised from Selwood is they interviewed him about the next day and he goes, nah, nothing in it. Yeah. No, I didn't see nothing. Didn't do well, nothing. Tight lips, McGee. Yeah. It's almost offensive. Old school. It's offensive if you punch someone and then everyone deems that that was insufficient force. Like, you must be able to punch for shit. But I reckon he could have been knocked out and Selwood the next day still, nah, nothing in <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, nothing in it. It's all good. Even if he broke a rib, he's like, I'm not letting him know. Yep, I can take care of my own backyard. Thank One, you very much. I'm not dobbing him in. Two, I'm not letting him know he hurt me. Yeah, three, Just I still want to get payback, and that, that's time I want to get that off too. <laughs> <laughs> I want the precedent, God yeah. damn it. Um, and speaking uh, of otherwise, you end up being the BJ Goddard who just ruins everyone's fun. Yep. Like the anti-players players Stops association. Stops the glove yeah. and everything. Oh my god! And did the stop the chompers? Yep. Stuff. Oh. That, so that should have been suspension. Um, while we're on Selwood too, you got to give a shout out to Scotty Selwood who set the AFL tackling record uh, for the single game of the night with twenty four. Did he really? Yeah, twenty two of them on uh, Sammy Mitchell. Yeah. All right, not when he had the ball, but three, exactly, of, yeah. three of them when he had it was the usually ball. Usually when he was trying to hit uh, Joel Selwood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see sometimes where Joel's like, "Dude, you're smaller than me. I can hit it myself, man. It's all good." <laughs> <laughs> well, he knows he's got a role to play. Exactly. Yep. yep. He's uh, he's coming in there doing his job. He's like Vinnie Jones back in the day. <laughs> he's like a good team man. You don't need him to do too much, but he's exactly around. What you want. Right, your job tonight is to annoy him as much as you can. That's yep. all you're here for. Yep. You're probably not playing next week. Yep. <laughs> your job is to do that. It was funny. At the game, um, Danger got 35 touches. But up to three-quarter time, I didn't feel like he had a lot of uh, his usual influence on the game. Well, well it was more um, where what the result of his possessions were. It mm. seemed like uh, a lot of time, especially for the first half, like Geelong were flooding their back line, but yep. then trying to kick long out of defence. You can't have both, you know. You yeah. can't flood your back line and then try and kick it long. And that's what happened a lot of times. And it seemed it took like a quarter, a quarter and a half for them to figure that out. And then they started running it through, opening up space, and they were able to, to fix that. 
Yeah, well, Hawthorne uh, were running a loose man in the back line for most of the game, or most of the first half anyway. Um, so I think Geelong tried to counter that by flooding their own. But I don't know how that helped, but... Uh, Didn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be honest, I felt like um, Hawthorne played more to their um, peak. Yeah. That's what uh, Geelong did. It, mm-hmm. So I agree. Um, And Geelong still got up, obviously. So uh, that says that they've got more room to go. But it was played on Hawthorne's terms for the most part. Yep. Yeah, you just always felt like uh, Hawthorne are going to come back. Uh, they were never really out of it. Um, and look, you could probably make the argument that they should have won with the... the kick after the siren? Yep, well, the Smiths. Yeah, uh, and that's it. I mean, the kick goes straight. It's a, a totally different ball. Let's be honest, he wanted no business in that kick. No. It was very interesting, like because everyone said he, he rushed it, um, didn't go as far back on his run-up as he usually does. It wasn't so much that. It was just the lack of concentration, like leading to the kick. Like, you take the mark... Yeah, still, still game on. This is yeah. it. This is the most part you should concentrate the most. But he's still laughing, trying to um, yeah. give I, someone shit I back. I think he was very nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Funny part is, I was in that pocket uh, on the second level there, surrounded by Geelong supporters. <laughs> no, that's funny. No one was giving him a shit because everyone was heart was in their mouth. They're like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yep. No one thought of giving him crap. That, Although apparently someone threw stuff at him. And all Geelong supporters have to go to the train station to get home. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a little bit weird. Now, it's... Not going to come off as genuine from a Hawk supporter, but I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> when he's missed, yeah. then Geelong players celebrated like they won the grand final. Yeah. It's a bit like when Chris Weidman beat um, Anderson Silva, when Anderson Silva broke his leg. Yeah. It's like, yep. yeah, you've won, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard to, yeah, to put a, a stamp of authority on it. But again, it's, it's raw emotion. I mean, it's not like yeah. they've gone out and said, ah, oh, yeah. We... But it was so, um, like... Uh, flick of a switch because yep. while, well, as soon as he marked it they were on the ground like that's it we're done we fucked this yeah, we, it's, it's over and they did, at the end of the day I mean Hawks moved the ball from you know uh, one goal square to the other yep. um, fairly easily even with yeah. a, with about uh, 22 seconds I think it was. with yeah. a missed kick as well yeah. Lewis yep. did not mean to hit Burkwood well, like I was saying when watching it they, they didn't get the proper roll of the ball for the whole game until till that last little bit of 5-10 minutes where they came back every oh, bounce were cooked Every bounce just went too high, or yep. and to be honest, it was a, a three-minute stretch in the third quarter when Hawthorne were out by seventeen points. Where Geelong yeah. went bang, 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 yep. and it was the only real quick scoring passage for yeah. either side for the entire game. Yeah, and that, that's a what massive difference. And that, yeah, that's what made the difference. Where if if you can speed it up against Hawthorne, you, you have a huge role in be able to allow your forward line to get open space. Well, it was the times where Selwood and Danger were in the middle. Yeah, and yeah. Hawkins got some space as well, and yeah. he presented himself well. Um, allowed um, a lot to, to keep the three goals, something like that, so he did well. Well, for my money, it was uh, Guthrie had the quality touch. Yeah. He, had yeah. a, he had a brilliant game. He did. He's yeah. really grown ever since he got Juddie's Guernsey off him. Yeah, and he's just <laughs> filling in his spot quite nicely. Like, I think he could play... Um, better than what he is, but he plays the role that he needs to play yeah. around that much talent. I think he's improved every single year, so I, I think he's he figured out how to role, apply yeah. himself to that team to yeah. get the mm. best out of everyone. You know what I mean? Like you can put him in a, a team like Melbourne or um, uh, St Kilda or not Richmond, he'd still be shit there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but one of the teams where you'd be the out and out star, kind of yeah. like Law's done, and I think he'd, he'd match that level. But I think that's even more credit to his capabilities is to be yeah. able to fit in that team of talent and provide a, a, a star role. Yeah, it was an absolute cracker of a game, though. Um, but mm. uh, it'll be interesting with the bye week how you know the, the teams that won how they go with the extra break. Yeah, uh, which means we move into the next game, which was GWS and Sydney. Um, 
again, it was a cracking tight game for the first half. I mean, the mm. skill level wasn't quite there. Yep. But it was rough and tough and tight in. Um, plenty yeah. of reports coming out of this one too. It looks like they finally got a rivalry. It was. It was. Well, finally, it's been warranted. A while yeah. I was being warranted that mm. actually had something to play for, and there's been you know two teams that are legit. Yep. Whereas the other time it was, uh, Giro had the talent, and maybe they could pull it together for one match, uh, one time in the year. But now they they've got it you know down well, pat. And rivalries are built in finals. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in the, the day, there, there aren't many that start outside or yeah. that aren't just plastic rivalries or. Yeah. yeah. The, the Battle of the Bridge. Yeah, let's be honest. They're definitely going to find a better name than Battle of the Bridge. It's, yeah. just, it's going to take an incident or something. They'll take like a, a Ramsgate event for like exactly. a showdown or something well, like that. That's what I mean. They nearly had it with Stevie J knocking out uh, Josh Kennedy. Yeah, Which exactly. is interesting two ways. One, yep. that Stevie J just gets the one game for it. Yeah. Um, but two, like Josh Kennedy was out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And came back. You see him trying to, yeah. yeah he he should not have been coming yeah. back. Like, I know they did the like, full test and everything. I know but... There are doctors that looked at him. Yeah, um, and they examine him, and they're obviously all square and above board, but doesn't pass the eye test when you're on uh, exactly when you're on wobbly legs, wobbly legs like that, yeah. and you can't stand up. That's it, and, and he's going out and facing you know fucking grown ass ninety kilo well, testosterone one twenty for mummy, yeah, mm. little kids that or little grown up kids that just want to try and take your head yeah. off and bash you up. So honestly, I'm surprised that Johnson got two down to one. I yeah. thought it was three down to two. Yeah, he was lucky. Yeah. Um, but it's two down to one. He'd be tempted to appeal just to try and get that game off, but oh God, he no. would be mad to. You're yeah. not tempted at all. And not when you're 30 odd. You love that extra rest going into <laughs> yeah. a GF if he gets there. So. It means he misses two weeks of footy, yeah. but it does not matter. He'll get two weeks of rest. Also, yeah. he kicked 0-5 for the game, I think it was. He didn't like that. have a good game. No, but at least someone provided that little bit of toughness. Um, and I, I felt like Sydney, it seemed like they didn't give sort of the... GWS midfield enough respect as when I mean they weren't accountable for them it was like we can outrun them we'll get first yep. use of the ball so that yeah. way they have to follow us it'll happen eventually yeah but it switched mm. over the roles reversed and usually Sydney they're 100% correct because that's what they do and they do it very well well but, the problem was they were tagging the midfield they should have been tagging Heath Shaw <laughs> yeah. or, or stop kicking it to it. <laughs> yeah. well, um, one of the criticisms in a few um, areas is that Longmire doesn't have plan B like, even, they criticise every coach with that though yeah, I think he does. Not the ones that win. When you've got a talent score like that, plan B's almost arrange themselves. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, it's... But I mean, uh, like, okay, one thing that worked for them was Alia playing loose in the back yeah, line. Yeah. And he was, you know, um, taking lots of content. Yeah. Um, He's been bloody handy. Interceptor marks and that kind yeah. of stuff. But you're right. Um, GWS were running off Heath Shaw. Yeah. And driving off him. Yep. You've got to look at, okay, maybe we need to sacrifice our loose man yeah. to man up theirs yep. or, you know, move something. Yeah. Um, also, Josh Kennedy, uh, even with the knock, I think he had 30-odd touches, but yeah. like Prittis, 20-odd handballs. Yeah, yeah. So he's not much run there, but, you know... He, yeah, he, 22 but, handballs, 8 kicks. Yeah. Knocked the fuck out, too, so... Well, the thing with Alira Lear is that he, he played awesome across the, well, almost full back, half back line, got yep. plenty of the ball, but it shouldn't be going to him that often because yeah, the midfield that, didn't mm. put enough pressure. I think the most telling stat was the tackles. I, I think GWS didn't lead in that many of the major stat categories, especially yeah. the important ones. But tackles, it was uh, 96 to 64 or something. Yeah, yeah. ferocious with under that pressure, Four of the top yeah. five. Yeah, and so you have to be accountable for the other team's midfield if you're under that much pressure because yeah. the turnovers killed them. Yeah. Well, Caniglio had such an impact there. Yeah. Like, you only had 26 touches, but nine tackles, uh, four marks, yeah. and a goal to throw in. But also the stuff, been great. stuff that doesn't get stats as well, like how he organised it. Um, yeah. Because mm. also Zach Williams, he's had an outstanding last yeah. half of the season. 
Um, he was instrumental. And any time, what, what did Buddy end up kicking? Not goals three or not, something? Not goals three. I think he had almost... I think. Not yeah. goals, anyway. He, he's, yeah, but he's, he's only been kept... Uh, not to, two. Yeah, he's only yeah. been kept to zero goals, I think, about yeah. three times this season. But he had 16 kicks. That's the thing. Yeah. Only zero goals, goals two. Two scoring shots. So It's that, the first time he's been goalless in a final. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that means he's having to get his kicks down the field. So yeah. it, whenever you see that, you know that you're doing something right. Well, Phil Davis um, always plays well on Buddy. Uh, yeah. I don't think um, mm-hmm. Buddy's got hold of GWS since he's been at Sydney, really. Yeah. Well, um, he's got the athleticism to go with as well. He doesn't have the height, but he's got the athleticism to follow he's, him down. He's smart. Like, he won't follow him all the way down to the wing. Yep. And there's been a few times I saw it where somebody else has picked him up and then uh, Rance does it as well. Yeah. He'll hang around the 50, wait for mm. him to come back. Yeah. That's because Rance has to pick up three people usually. Yeah. <laughs> Although Franklin's had a bit of a rough run because he went zero, kick seven on Richmond, zero again, yeah. and uh, now another donut. So it's not really the form you want coming into a final. I mean, the seven against Richmond's great. You'd take yeah. that every day of the week, but... Only against Richmond. He's not the yeah. kind of player that relies on form, though. Frankly. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. like, like, I know Richmond's nothing, but mm. he could come out very easily and kick eight on. It depends on Adelaide. his first quarter, really. Exactly. The thing is, well, I, mean, I think he he did. He took his eye off the ball a lot, and yeah. when uh, Josh Kennedy got knocked out, you, you can see he was the one that was right. I'm going to fix this. Yeah. yeah. And look, it takes three people to tackle him. Yeah. Like his his mm. um, ability to stay on his feet. Um, his center center of gravity gets low, and yeah, it's tough. No holding the balls on him, though. He, yeah, that was, did, that was pretty interesting. Well, away with the oh, He's still getting the Hawthorne treatment. The other thing is, Tom Scully, how good is his goal sense? His awareness. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, yes. You just know, as soon as he gets it um, off off a fresh pack, you know he's going to kick it. Give him a set shot, and you're like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. The most overpaid player of all time, just about, <laughs> when he signed on with GWS. Yeah. But if they go all the way this year, you go, well, worth it. Yep, yep. Well, well that, yeah, sorry. Oh, speaking of worth it, uh, Jez Cameron only had oh. 13 touches. But, geez, he put his hand up for man of the match. It, it was well, uh, best on ground, according to the coaches. The, yeah. what, what another difference in the stats were was that the marks inside 50. Um, mm. G. Rush just managed to get the sit. Even Toby Green taking contested marks yeah. in the middle of a pack and it just somehow falls That's to his uh, lap. All-Australian all Toby Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Uh, fuck knows how. <laughs> he lived up to it. Oh, he did very well, did very well. Um, didn't kick straight for much of the game, which was different no. for him. No, he kicked that beautiful goal from the pocket, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the first or the second, I can't yep. remember. But he's always um, in being an annoying little fucker, yeah. <laughs> which I mean he does well. He's almost like the Delver Dover of that <laughs> team. Mm. He, he'll certainly um, take up the Stevie J role when uh, Stevie sits out next yep. week. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think he'll do it with a big fucking smile on his face. Yeah. <laughs> do you look forward to that one? Um, in Sydney, you're in trouble too because it looks like Tippett's out for at least the next game. Yeah. Um, they reckon he might come back with a hairline fracture. That's, yeah, look, if he's got a busted jaw... And he's been shown to be you know, mildly fragile. Yeah. Yep. You're going to test him out in a final. Because remember when he was at Adelaide, he had a lot of head knocks. Um, mm. I remember him getting a concussion and had to sit out a month. Because I said, yeah. mate, that's your third one this year or your second one this yep. year. So it's not like the, the jaw's the least of his worries. Yeah. Um, like not a bloke with an abundance of brain cells either. So <laughs> hold on to those. Hold on as many as you can. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be interesting if they try and rush him back. They did pull, uh, I think, uh, Nankervis out of the yeah. Neefel Grand Final on the yep. Sunday to cover for him. And Mills has done his hammy. And they reckon he yeah. could be back as well. I'm thinking, well, that sounds like desperation as well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, they've got people who can fill in that role. They don't need to rush him back. I don't think so. Yeah, well, they're the guys that were playing in the grand final on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, even even Heaney stepped up and tried to do his his part, but mm. he's just not big enough and to have that impact, that role that needs to be played for yeah. Sydney. But he'll might grow into it. But when you got a midfield like that, it's not not a role that you really need. Um, but it, 
turns you up for a cracker of a game against Adelaide. That is a brilliant game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they line up very, very well. It's definitely the harder side of the bracket so far. Um, and the final game, which we've already touched on a little bit, was Adelaide versus North. Um, nobody gave North a chance um, except Adelaide in the first half. Yeah, <laughs> Adelaide yep. gave him a chance. Yep. Well, it, I thought it might have been. I thought it might have been uh, a possibility after yeah. the first first quarter. Well, it was. I think the occasion got to a lot of North players as well because normally when you're coming into finals, you want some level of form or belief or. Um, momentum, arrogance, anything, and North had none of that. They had no form. Their belief was pretty low. They weren't really feeling like they wanted to be out there, I don't think. Yeah. Well, it was almost like they were operating on the strategy of fake it till you make it for the whole season, <laughs> and they made it and went out, oh, shit, doesn't work. <laughs> oh, like you said, they made it, though. But yeah. um, it yep. was good to see the uh, the send-off for the four blokes, and... Uh, Spud Frito in his final game gets reported. Well done. Yep, yep. That's exactly uh, what you want. You'd be disappointed if, if it didn't happen. <laughs> we we tipped that. Is um, it, I'm damn certain I did. Isn't it amazing though? He'd be uh, disappointed. He got a fine. Yeah, yep. <laughs> he'd want a game. Like, exactly. Dude, yeah. Give he, me a game. He's appealing. <laughs> yeah, can I what, appeal it? <laughs> why are you taking fifteen hundred bucks off me out of his pension? <laughs> <laughs> you throw around a hat or something. You know, tell a local church. He's not getting money off Boomer. Yeah, he's got no job. Uh, he's got fines to pay. Unemployed. Yeah. <laughs> in North Melbourne, be alone there. Discount. <laughs> um, oh, they still give him a few boos though, um, and like I said, there's a few drunken idiots. Oh, he, that he just happened to be up. near the near the microphone. Let's but... be honest. Nobody likes going to Adelaide football match unless you're an Adelaide supporter. Yeah. For any reason. <laughs> Even if a team wins, it's still a shit experience. Mm. Um, but they just. Um, too much firepower at the end, and they were just yeah. like lining up for for the shots. Yep. After yeah. a while, it was frustrating for me to see uh, Magic Dog four goals, which is a great return from him. A couple of them were in junk time when it didn't really yeah, matter. A little bit, but um, the amount of times he and Ben Brown went for the same fucking mark just yeah. drives me nuts. Well, I think they're going to have the forward line to themselves more next year because obviously Petrie's not there. Yep. Um, you don't know what Waite's doing, but it looks like um, Magic's earned his spot next year well he's yeah. not contracted and there's plenty of teams after a ruckman yeah I reckon he'll hang around though he's not a I, ruckman yet either oh, his yeah. athleticism is brilliant of course yeah, the problem he, is he's looking he's looking to play like Goldstein he won't play like Goldstein he needs to play like Mumford just yeah. knock motherfuckers over he could but he's still he hasn't got big enough hips like he's not yeah, his core strength just isn't there cause I just, yeah. he's top heavy no, I, I, still, I still remember like Brian Lake I know Lake's a 300 gamer yeah. but he could move magic off the ball just with ease yeah, he's got that old man strength yeah. he just gets it's underneath just, and just it's yeah. underneath the hips yeah yeah, um, yeah and it's happened um, obviously a few times in his career but it looked like one on ones on the game on the weekend he was doing yep. okay yeah yeah. Um, and that's how he got those marks even though the heat was out of the game a little bit yeah. for, for the last couple. but It was all about the Crows being free to run down the wing and do whatever yeah. they wanted, really. They, when they play at home, the Crows, they always hunt in packs, don't yep. they? Mm. Yeah. Like, and, and that's what they need to do when they play at Melbourne. I think they've only just figured that out. That's yeah. why they've been a little bit successful. But it was it's almost embarrassing. You're like, cause especially where you can only see the screenshot of what's going on. You're yep. like, there's, there's too many Crows players on the field, yeah. surely. Yeah. Well, one of the telling stats that I've just noticed, leading marks for North was Brent Harvey with six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and out of the top 10, he was the only one from North. And yeah, then it goes wow. to Farido with five and Higgins with five and yeah. Jed Anderson with four who had a shite night. Uh, I think the best stat in the North camp was that um, their top three possession winners are all gone next all year. All gone. Yeah, all retired. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and now it looks two like... Two definitely, one maybe. And now it looks like Daniel Wells might be uh, on the yeah, way. He was the one that well, I was talking about. Yeah. Um, to be honest, 
getting uh, if he goes with free agency, the compensation could be decent. It'd be sad to see him go because he's a quality player when he's fit, and he he's played all but three games this year, I think. Yeah, he's coming right this year. To be fair, it's pretty much Lindsay Thomas's fault. <laughs> <laughs> he's always getting blamed for his shit from the North supporters. So. <laughs> At least that'll fix their problem up and they'll realise, oh shit, that's right, there's two of them. Yeah, as, I, as long as he doesn't go to Collingwood. I mean, every fucking player is linked well, to Collingwood when they announce they're leaving. That's who he was linked yep. to. <laughs> but, um, um, everyone's linked to Collingwood though. Exactly, yeah. And let's be honest, I mean, it's just down the road, so he's not mm. moving too far. Um, he, he could go to Port. Brayshaw, no one wants to do that. Brayshaw did uh, put a, a release out or an interview out and he's like, come on, you know, we, we've... Stood by it due to your injury, injury years. Yeah. Stand by us. Well, let's thought, be honest. If that was me, I'd say, go fuck yourself because yeah. football clubs do not stand by anybody exactly. these days. Mm. Yeah. Um, essentially, it is just trying to pull the heartstrings. You can't play that card anymore as administration because yep. it's it's wrong. Especially, especially when you've just sacked four well, legends well, of the yeah. club. Especially since the players, the players are coming out of that, uh, a structure where that was why you played because you're coming yeah. out of kids and they during the league at 17 years old so you've always had that um, emotion attached to the game and they use that in order to try and make them stay but as yep. soon as their utility is gone they'll have no problem about reversing that and just cutting them loose well, that's what I mean they're trying to pull the heartstrings instead of opening the purse strings yeah exactly they've lost four veterans now yep. so there should be some money there yep. um, unless they're really keeping a war chest to try and go hard Yeah. or they're just saying well fuck it you know, we're not pay- overpaying <laughs> well, yeah. honestly he's one of the few players with currency Yeah. Um, short of trading Goldstein which Fuck, that would be a terrible idea. Well, that's just stupid, yeah. Um, I don't know who else they would have trade currency with. Um, but Got some he's, young fellas there. Yeah, yeah none spots. of them but None I mean, of them really going to attract a lot of interest. They, I mean, they haven't played enough enough games yeah. yet to really figure out what's what. The only one that had interest was Mason Wood. and um, well, Even Turner played a couple of games when he came on, but, you know. Yeah, he's, still, he's still too little. He's more Robert Nahas than um, Caleb Daniel. Which, yep. Yeah, that's true. We've already got Nahas. So we don't need yeah. another one. Good job. You don't, need, you don't need the one you got. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm keeping uh, him and getting rid of Harvey. Fucking genius. Um, but it, it'll be interesting come trade time because North need to trade for de- decent draft picks. Again, finishing that. mid-table uh, again and again is just not the way to build a side up. So short of uh, dropping to the bottom, which unlike Richmond, North won't have uh, the membership base to keep them fed. Keep them afloat, yeah. Um, they've got to trade aggressively. And if that means you try and um, see what sort of compensation you get for Wells, which as a free agent, you won't get anything directly. Well, you could trade Wells to Collingwood for 5,000 members. See how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) Do that kind of swap. Yeah, 5,000 new uh, followers on Twitter or something. (laughs) 5,000 likes. (laughs) I've I've been to the North Melbourne Facebook page. It's not great. (laughs) I think every club's Facebook page is pretty shit. Yeah, let's be honest. The people that really comment on them aren't the most reasonable, rational, um, well-thought-out opinions. The one um, the one thing I think could be interesting coming out of this, though, uh, what they're going to do with the captaincy. Because for so long it's been... Uh, Jack Zeeble's been the heir apparent. And in finals, he was the one who was screaming from the sidelines right to the end, trying yep. to get him up. Marshalling the troops. Um, yeah. That's... Look, you never know what goes on behind the closed doors yeah, of the exactly. club. And by all accounts, Andrew Swallow's a brilliant uh, leader from the back end. But... Z was the guy on match day that when things are happening, he's the one that's making them happen. So, Is Swallow too nice to be captain? I'd say so. Um, when was the last time he knocked some motherfucker out? That's that's not always what you judge your captains on, but I, I do hey, mean... like this is coming from the Hawthorne bloke. When's the last time he did enough that someone else wanted to knock him out? Yeah, yeah, that as well. That side of it more. Every time we play Hawthorne. 
Well, I mean, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but Zeebo's the one actually knocking people out. Actually, just Sam Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> Cunnington's the, probably the harder bloke, but he's not the bloke that gets other people involved. He plays his own game very well, but he's not the bloke who's trying to set up structures. He's and... the bloke who looks like he'd live in North Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a dairy farm in North Melbourne? No, there's commission houses. <laughs> Um, anyway, that's the that's the season done for North, so they can uh, relax and go and f- try and uh, change their tactics of recruiting thirty year olds in the off season. Yep. Good news, support is that they've got the media distracted for another week. Yep, exactly, exactly right. Um, on the Sunday with no games on, I actually watched a bit of the Neefel Grand Final. Did, right. you, did you catch any of that? No, yeah. I was watching UFC. Uh, yeah, it was after something else. Yeah. yeah, I watched a bit of the UFC, no, but it was, um, else. it was after that. Uh, GWS got their first piece of silverware, winning um, by three points against Sydney. Um, right. Also, a few more um, injuries for Sydney in this game. Yep. Um, a really bad concussion to Zach Jones, I think, who oh, might have right. might have been on the border of getting in. But yep. they, like I said, they pulled Nankervis and Laidler before yep. the game, so I think that's their swap for swap. Yep. Um, but it was also a little bit of an unceremonious um, exit for Teddy Richards. Um, going going back with the flight, he dropped the uh, dropped a mark that led to the winning goal. Oh, in, shit, the, in the really? last couple of minutes. It's the best way for Backman to go out, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like it was easy, yeah. but it maybe it should have been a punch if he was you know, uh, slipped over and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah. you know, it maybe, whatever. Um, I think the only bloke that knows how he feels is Isaac Smith at the minute. <laughs> yep. It's pretty much the same thing. It, yep. it costs the game. That's right. Sam Lloyd will be giving out lessons next year. That's what I mean, though. One moment. That's all it takes. Yeah. And the thing is, especially for those moments, you have to have that little bit of selfishness in you where, yeah. yes, this is, I love this. And people, you know, with those small sniper forwards have got that. Speaking of that, Eddie Betts, what a fucking game he had. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. Damn. He's, you can't dislike the guy. Nah. He's that good and, and that seems like that good of a, a, good of a bloke. Um, oh, and yeah. I like disliking Crows players. And they get more and more, they're getting like, more likable, which it doesn't sit with me very well. Because I'm almost going for him in games now, like subconsciously. But the thing I love uh, the most about him, besides the prodigious talent, is the look on Carlton supporters' faces <laughs> when he lights yeah. up like that, and you just see them go. Oh. Yeah, I so say he's kicked seventy this year. Um, Josh Kennedy's kicked eighty. Yep. Uh, Carlton wouldn't mind that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many Casbolt kick off the top of your head. Twelve, um, <laughs> well, at least oh, maybe a dozen. Yeah, I'm not going to look it up. Um, so uh, we look forward to next weekend which you got the Friday and Saturday night games so we've got the Bulldogs and Hawks at the MCG on Friday night how do you see this one turning out I'm actually gonna maybe go out and tip the dogs um, I just think Hawthorne didn't play to their potential they probably owned the game more than Geelong did um, didn't quite get over the line but probably should have but the Bulldogs I think are just going to be unstoppable in their just hunger uh, I, I think Hawthorne can definitely win it but for me, the Bulldogs are going to be hungrier and going to make it happen. Yeah, for me, see, I think the Hawks would have preferred to play West Coast, to be honest. I think, I mean, Hawks are good at slowing down the game, controlling it so they can mount their offense. And we thought that's what West Coast are doing very well, and the Bulldogs split yeah. that apart. And Hawks have that mental edge over West Coast as well, whereas with a young team like the Bulldogs, it's almost a clean slate every, every time you play. That being said, you can never count Hawthorne out to be able to do that against any team. So it's very hard, and going on the form of my predictions through the whole season, it's pretty much I know fuck all about what's going to happen. Yep. There you have it. So, so pick one. Toss a coin. Uh, I'll go the... Oh, hang on. Hawks or Bulldogs? Bulldogs. 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 Well, I mean, if they can bring the same intensity last week, anything yep. can happen. They were the first team I ever went for. 
<laughs> first of, of many yep. so you settled on the tights first of a few which says a lot for really your um, decision making skills well it was, it was a young Matthew Richardson with long hair playing on yeah. the forward flank taking hangers left right and centre until he did his knee at the SCG um, it would be interesting to see who comes in for Lynn John um, but uh, yeah I think that Hawthorne match up better against the Bulldogs than West Coast but the thing with West Coast is you've got to make them travel yeah um, that's true they haven't uh, done too well at the G um, in the last couple of years so yeah it's going to be a, an interesting one it is funny how every year the two teams that lose the uh, qualifying final so we've got the second chance it's talked up about okay you know they're, they've lost it now they've gone Yeah, and yep. then usually or they used to always come back and thump the other team yeah. so go, okay that's why yeah exactly but I think three out of the last four um, the uh, no the, the, the teams um, that lost the qualifying final then went out in straight sets. Oh, really? I mean, there was uh, Sydney last year, and mm, I think right. I think Geelong the year before. Um, it could have been Frio the year before as well. So there's been a few, um, but it just shows how close it is um, this yeah. year. Uh, the competition. Well, especially this year where it was competitive from New South Wales, Victoria, yeah. and West Coast, uh, Western Australia. So yeah, you, you always have that. The home ground advantage is much a, yeah. much more of a bigger thing to play for having said obviously I'm teaming Hawthorne but I don't think Hawthorne or the Bulldogs can get over the Giants anyway um, yeah it could be a bit of a war of attrition as well because yeah. uh, Hawks going to have to look to beat them up get them tired which they do very well and they've got the depth to be able to do that as well uh, make those rotations whereas rely on the quickness of you know the plethora of midfielders they've got yeah. running through there so you have to beat them with height you have to be able to slow it down extra uh, day break for the dogs too that'll be handy yep it gives them one more day for someone to get injured Um, if you're looking at the Bulldogs midfield you've got Dalhouse Daniel Bont um, Liberatore Liberatore who does the tagging role but if you're looking to shut down somebody out of um, the Bulldogs sides I'd go to JJ yeah Johansson's the one I'd want to shut down out of all of those ridiculous yep might not get the ball as often but when he does it's far more damaging well it seems like him and Eastern Wood just link up for that um, intercept mark and quick yeah. turnover which sets up their, their uh, midfielders running into goal his first step is so quick yeah. do you reckon we might see him on Rioli no I would. Yeah, no. I wish we would I would love to see that nah, you, you've got to put it's a lockdown yeah. yeah he's um, he, you're cutting your nose to spot your face yeah. I think it's like yeah Take, taking out the opponent's queen in chest, knowing that yeah. you're going to take it out straight afterwards. You're like, what the fuck should you do that for? You bastard. <laughs> I don't think Bulldogs are going to try to win 50 points to 60. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. going to say, right, we need 100 on the board. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a game of inches, as they say. Yeah. Um, having said that, I think Burgoyne's going to be the deciding factor. Just too classy again last week. He's about due for doing something. And, I mean, his finals time. And Lewis has been doing more than his fair share of what he needs to do for yep. the last probably two months or something. Yeah. Again, he has to stand on the weekend. And if he keeps doing that and then he's got Burger and step up, that's, that's what you need. Yeah. You've got Hodge there. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, Sydney are finally getting back to the SCG. Geez, they, they've they lined themselves up for a few excuses, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, we have to go to play ANZ. Why can't we have a home game? I, I think the best thing for AFL in Sydney was to have 60,000 at the game as yep. opposed to 40,000 at the SCG. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely better. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, GWS had to play at the same ground. Yeah. Um, they'll host Adelaide on Saturday night. Yep. Um, an absolute cracker. That'd be awesome. So yeah. they've only played once this year? I don't think they played twice. Was that the SDG? No, it was in Adelaide Oval, and it was like rounds two or three. It was um, Tibbet's first return. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was two, yeah. that's right. After a couple of years. Well, the thing with Sydney playing the SDG is that they make use of the ground um, very well, but... 
the way they do that is because you've got midfields who can kick it to Buddy and you've got enough mm. uh, enough like height there. But yep. that's what the Crows do very well as, as well, especially when Tex comes down to half back in the middle of the ground, takes a mark. He kicks it almost 50, 60 metres off one step. Yep. And mm. when you've got Jenkins and fucking old mate to kick four goals on the weekend, Jacobs, yep. um, it, it's it's really hard because I if you don't mark it, you've got Eddie Betts there who's going to kick it over his head. doesn't matter. It always goes through. I think he meant Tom Lynch, not Jacobs. Lynch, that's yeah, right. that's one. Yeah. Uh, Jacobs will be uh, a key factor in the game, though, because yeah. he's obviously rucking. Um, Especially if Tibbet's out. Yeah, well, well, he is out. Yeah. Uh, they've already ruled him out. Nankers, um and Naismith. Naismith has had a good couple of weeks, yep. um, but it's going to be interesting um, if uh, he goes up against somebody who is in good form. There's yep. some exciting matchups, though. Like, uh, uh, you know, Talia and Buddy. Yeah. Rampy, probably going to pick up Walker. Ooh, yeah, or he might go to Jenkins, I don't know. Um, but you look all over, and then you've got Eddie Betts running around doing crazy shit that's going to be yeah. fantastic I think to you've got to put Nick Smith on Eddie Betts, because Nick Smith usually plays on Cyril Rioli. Yeah. Um, so he's got the speed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's got to be one that can shut him down. Or do you put somebody like Gary Rowan on him, who can run off him. Yeah. Try and it's, You're not going to expose him the other yeah. way, but try and just make him work. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then you've got the midfield matchups, which are going to be brilliant. Yeah, yeah I mean, Dangerfield versus... Ha- Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you fucking love to have him back? <laughs> we got Parker, Hanabry, and Kennedy versus, you know, Sloan and the Crouch brothers are we running through yep. there, and Thompson's still there. Yeah. Um, Thompson's the old wise head. Him and Kennedy is, is a great matchup. Mm, yeah. And people have, have locked down Thompson in the last sort of uh, month or so, but that's allowed their midfielders, to, uh, their small forward yep. lines to run off the half-back line through the middle and picked it up because Thompson's mm. drawing so much attention now. It's allowed the other players to fill in roles and do part-time um, jobs that... Uh, in to- in their total are uh, more valuable. Um, it it's a great proposition for Adelaide to get if they get up here that they get then a prelim against um, you know the guy that stole their girlfriend. Essentially, yep. <laughs> wait. Uh, I, I I thought uh, Hardigan was a bit lucky to get uh, off with that. A bit lucky trip. Uh, oh yeah, Jesus. I think. One thing that worked in his favour was that it was finals uh, time. That it was <laughs> that it was Lindsay Thomas, obviously. And um, if he had have done that to say Swallow, and Swallow went off the ground like uh, Thomas did, the umpires might have, or well, the match review might have thought, well, he's not normally one to make uh, put a bit of mayo on an injury. Yeah. Whereas somehow Thomas has got that reputation. But if he did it to someone like Zebel, Hardigan would have probably broken his own foot. Yeah, <laughs> and Zeebel still would have got six matches yeah but I mean because even if he didn't get him he still would have faked that one so it's tough to like right into the knee that would have hurt actually yeah that's a bastard of a, of a sort of a stinger yeah well he did go off and get physio but uh, he got you know, he got strapping put on it yeah, so, yeah. oh definitely it would have hurt for the whole game uh, and also you're flicking a leg out to a bloke who's running by you, which, you know, it's, it's, it's instinct. It's, it's an instinct thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. so many players have been caught with it before. I yeah. know Jared Ruffhead served a game. I think um, Dustin Fletcher has probably done it four or five times yeah. in his career. Didn't it used to be instant report? Well, back when it was rule of the day kind of thing, I yeah. Think, uh, about and, uh, five or six years ago, tripping used to be an automatic 50 as well. Yeah, by so hand, by or hand by yeah. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was, by, yeah, automatic by, 50, by but by hand was instant report. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, an ankle tap cost was one of the ones that cost Corey McGurnan. Yeah, he dropped a knee. Well, no, not he, really. Yeah. His was, uh, yeah, it was almost James a knee ride. wasn't it? Literally a knee ride. It wasn't actually a knee. Yeah. Mm. Um, but anyway, l- yeah, you're right. Lucky lucky to be playing hard again, but he is. So, uh, he had a pretty he, shit game anyway. <laughs> yeah. 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 So who's going to win, Sydney or Adelaide? So I'm going to dogs again. I think Adelaide. 
I think you got the dogs again. Uh, Underdog. The, underdogs. the yeah. underdogs again. Right. Yeah. That's what I heard. I was like, that's really taking each way back in three weeks. <laughs> well, I think Sydney will do well. Uh, Melbourne would come along strong. But Carlton over Essendon in the fourth. I think he's just telling us half his multi. He's like, oh, fuck everything in there. It's all rolled up. Field, field, field. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't overlook Sydney. I think that they've got enough people to... Um, Filling the roles or pretty match up man to man on the talent that Adelaide have, plus a bit extra left over. I think they'll be embarrassed about how they dropped the ball in the final quarter against GWS. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's a great game. Yeah, it should be awesome. It's worthy of a grand final almost. Yep. Yeah. Well, Adelaide are at two fifty, and I think that's that's insane. That's blown out. Yeah. I think mm. that'll be a much closer game than that, even though yep. it's at the SCG and Buddy but, will be kicking from the square. Yeah, it's at the SCG, but Sydney have lost two of their last three there, I think. Yeah, or, I think maybe... Tex can kick just as far as Buddy as well. So mm. anything that's good for Buddy is good for Tex. I'm actually kind of surprised you haven't said that Buddy's due for one. <laughs> he's due for one. <laughs> he's about due for one. I'd say he's always due for one. Yeah, say, well, he's always he, got one in the pipe. He kicked seven yeah. goals two weeks ago. He, he's all right. He's covered. Yeah, exactly. He, yeah, he, just, he does enough to get that little breather. He's yeah. like, you know, when you need me, I must be down here. I think he, he lost his head in the in the last game. Um, yeah, once yep. JPK got um, knocked out, and so. look, he had to do a bit extra because the ball just wasn't getting down to him as well. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you'd rather him go out there and try and get his own ball and not be in the goal square than sitting there doing fuck all. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's at the SCG though. It's still, jeez, oh, Adelaide. Are, if it's so close, but I'm going to say Sydney just to yeah. home home ground. Yep. Um, which lines them up against Geelong next week, which I think um, the prelim final next week with Geelong is the grand final. If it's yeah. Adelaide or Sydney, it's the grand final. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always. I mean, GWS are untested in that big pressure yeah. match, so it's hard to tell, isn't it? Yep. It's going to be interesting. I think without uh, the cool head <laughs> of Stevie J. Could be interesting too. Let's say that, yes. Cool head. <laughs> um, so what else we've got going on? There was some big news down at Tigerland again. There was. It was. Something, I mean, a rumor actually came true. <laughs> but do you reckon the Tiger Media Department is like, could you fucking just stop it? We want to go on holidays, dickheads. Look, I mean... Well, it was, it was in actual news this time. Yeah, but they would have been better off telling nobody because I'm going to be honest, I'm not impressed at all. <clears throat> I mean... <gasps> so what happened? Well, they've appointed Neil Baum as... Um, General manager, manager of football. Right. So that's his role. So he's now come in. They've restructured the um, uh, management department. Yep. So he's general manager of football. Um, Dan Richardson, he's now the general manager of football talent. Okay. So we've been talking about Richmond having struggles with recruiting and, and who they're getting in. So they've got, all right, Richo, you're going in. You're general manager, football talent. So he's pretty much babysitting Blair Hartley, <laughs> who is the head of list management and recruiting. Well, I'm surprised they didn't rename his uh, his position as head of football, six foot and over talent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we try that for a change? Well, that's the thing. And they're both executives. So how could this go wrong? Yeah, exactly. How could this go wrong? I mean, we've all seen where you've got two people doing the same job and they've both actually got a voice. And democracy doesn't work in that situation. No, no it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, but the reason they gave for it is because, and I quote, they are giving football a more prominent voice in the day-to-day running of the business. Of a football club. Of a football club. So I think I know where we're going wrong. Right. You, we're, we're a business that has a football team. Were you, you ah. concentrating on merch, do you think? Uh, well, we definitely got plenty of money. <laughs> and I mean, our, our actual club club and property would be worth a fuck ton because yeah. it's in the most prominent advertising space in Melbourne. Okay. So you're going to need some cash because looking at uh, Neil Baum's frog neck, he doesn't mind a hot dog or two. Well, we've got plenty of that shit, don't you worry. We're rolling the funds. But I just don't understand how we can actually think that 
football isn't the main thing to be focused on. Like, <laughs> exactly. What are they saying in meetings if it's not about football? What the yeah. fuck are they doing? I heard we played this weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's and interesting. We sacked all our coaches except for the leader. Yeah. Um, this is part of restructuring. So, I mean, I think that pretty much makes us the North Korea of the AFL. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Everyone's wrong except the coach, except yeah. the boss. See the one, the thing that concerns me the most about uh, Barm's appointment is that Buckley was disappointed for him to go. Yeah. If, if you're disappointing Buckley and on his downward trend, he might not have been someone worth grabbing. Yeah, and, and the worst thing is just the restructuring. Usually, you try and flatten out your, your structure yeah. so you can have more direct reporting, and they're trying to give football a, be- a bigger voice in whatever the fuck they're talking about in their board <laughs> meetings. <laughs> so they've added extra layers to the to the sort of reporting process, which is completely redundant. And we've added two people doing the same job. Mm. What the it, fuck is going on there? Well, I, I guess they're just trying to make Cloak comfortable for when he comes across <laughs> to have a familiar face there. <laughs> just trust me, we're just as fucked up as Hollywood. You fit right in. <laughs> You'll love it. Yeah. That's so, hey, look. Like the Tigers evolved. Exactly. It's just business as usual down at Tigerland. Um, Yeah. It's going to be very interesting what they set their pass mark as for next year. Because Hardwick's got one year. So is he... Has he got one or two year in his contract? I think he's only got one. Two. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure he's got two. He had a three-year extension, yeah, I think, yeah. at the so start of the season. That'll be interesting if they give him the full year to justify it or they say, right, we, we don't expect finals this year. Yeah. But just let you know, we've got enough money to pay you out now because it's all we're fucking doing is trying to make money. <laughs> well, d- coaches still come out the salary cap, don't they? No. No? Okay. There is a separate salary cap that they pay overs for. and like If you pay over a certain amount for your staff, then you pay into the equalization fund uh, and all that right. kind of shit. So right. you pay to GRS and Gold Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So, yeah, so that's what's going on down at Tigerland. So, you know, business as usual. And, um, yeah, that's actually all I have to report. Yeah. All right, so what else do we talk on? Josh, you wanted to talk about the NRL grand final, uh, finals. You didn't do an AFL recap, so it's good you've uh, been a bit proactive. <laughs> and Well, I'm actually pretty excited for the Storm. Uh, they, you know, they've been robbed of uh, some premierships. Uh, now, I don't know if robbed is the right term. Well, maybe they might have uh, maybe had a few shady little ATO well, it's discrepancies. Funny. I was thinking um, with the AFL, with the expansion clubs, and they've gone to Gold Coast and uh, GWS, obviously they have some, um, what do you call it, uh, exceptions and yep. some prop-ups and allowed to pay extra. And I was wondering what kind of exceptions they gave uh, Melbourne Storm when they came in. Yeah. It looks like, I don't know if they did, but Melbourne took them anyway. Yeah, Mel- Melbourne but, just did their own. Yeah, said, don't worry, mate, we've got this. We've got <laughs> we've to cover got it. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they literally built a separate secret room to make these deals in where they had the proper accounting books. I love it. And it, I'm like, it's well, essentially a layer. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, Storm managed to get up uh, against uh, the Cowboys, which... I don't really know much about rugby. I'm not going to pretend I do. Oh, great, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great to see them get up and get a you know a bit of silverware. That I do like that you said then uh, you don't know much about rugby and you won't pretend that you do. Now let's pretend yeah. that you do. <laughs> let's I've, I've set it up really well. I, think. Um, so I don't mean to make excuses, but I broke my neck. <laughs> <laughs> but he tapped. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all well, the the guys Let guys me. have done really well there. Knocked I think. off the reigning premiers anyway. Yeah. Um, they're still uh, still coming back next week though they're playing uh, the Broncos uh, which you know should be a really good game um, grand final replay yep Wally Lewis looks like he's getting ready um, he's very prepared my favourite player yep. yep he's the only Broncos player I know <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, that'll be up at uh, Smile Stadium. One three hundred Smile. St- they that is probably the worst sponsorship of a ground that I've ever fucking Whoa, heard. Oh, goes close. Doesn't it's you? a fucking phone number. Um, all right. So what else is going on in the NRL? Uh, <laughs> Raiders versus the Panthers at GIO Stadium. I'm, I'm on a on a roll. Uh, and so are both these teams coming off four straight wins each. Um, One of them must have lost last week though. Not according to the app. <laughs> <laughs> this no. sounds like international Reddit comments on a rugby league yeah. game. I, I did join in to the uh, NRL Grand Final Reddit thread last year. Yep. It was about 15 minutes ago. And, and the thing, I don't know if I've told this before, but anyway. Um, 15 minutes to go in the game, I said, uh, quick, can somebody give me a rundown of the season so far? <laughs> <laughs> Just so I know who to go for. <laughs> Things we remember about rugby league crowds. The one I remember was a video that was posted um, online a couple of years ago when Alfie Langer was playing his... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's final game. Right. And there was some mid-30s to 40-year-old woman who didn't want to leave. You know, had to see him go... Uh, Leave the ground for the last time, right? But needed to go to the toilet. <laughs> no worries, just drop the dax, piss on the seat. <laughs> Lovely. And some bloke was behind her filming it all. Jesus, and was not concerned. Just no. no worries at all. Well, I wonder about you know with AFL how there's those shots about twenty meters out, and when the player misses it, there's always some bloke in the crowd going, "I could have kicked that." Yeah. The rugby have the same thing where some blokes running towards another hundred and forty kilo bloke and managed to get tackle on one metre to the thing and there's some bloke in the crowd going, I could have scored that try. I'm sure they do. I yeah. could have caught that. I guess they're just as right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be well worth catching on, I don't know, highlight reel. Tell you what, a week off really does no fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Hit us up on Facebook, clickingballs.com, all yep. the usual stuff. Yep. Um, nobody sent me a message this week on Reddit to say hello, so somebody ah. send me a message. Yeah. All right, guys, that'll do us. Yeah, we'll see you next Tuesday. Peace. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.